feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, what the heck is America and the rest of the world waiting for? Because they are pleading for weapons in Ukraine. And we're just getting word in the last little bit that President Zelensky there in Ukraine is saying, remember those images that we saw of Bucha where... Bodies were just strewn on the streets that were just laying there, civilians who had been executed and tortured. And now Zelensky is coming out in the last few hours saying that the town of Borodyanka, which is about 12 miles from Bucha, that same area just outside of the capital city of Kiev, apparently the atrocities there are said to be worse, if you can imagine. And now we're also getting word that they're able to identify some of those individuals and show footage where the person on the bicycle was seen a couple weeks before on aerial footage on the bicycle, then basically being taken out by Russian artillery. And the Russians tonight are saying, oh, no, 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 we didn't do anything. Meanwhile, they have it on tape. And there's also reports from the German government that there are intercepts of literally Russian troops talking about killing civilians in Bucha. So it sounds like they got them red handed. What more do we need to basically bring justice for the Ukrainian people and basically hold Russia to account. So tonight, we're going to talk about that, and I want to get your take on this, because this to me is also outrageous. Just in the last few minutes, the German chancellor, not Angela Merkel, remember, now it is Olaf Scholz, um, and he is basically delaying tank deliveries to Ukraine. He was supposed to deliver them earlier this week. Uh, It was about to be 100 tanks, And they could sure use those tanks right now because the Russians are still pounding that area. And now they are saying, well, we're trying to figure out what we're doing, basically. A decision was expected earlier this week. Now it has been delayed over a final decision. What is the world waiting for? And we're going to talk about that later on in the show and get your take. As they are now saying those atrocities that we saw in Bucha are sadly just the tip of the iceberg and that they are seeing them in multiple towns along that area and in other parts of Ukraine. And Ukraine right now is just getting pounded and pounded and pounded. And here is what the foreign minister had to say, because he was asked earlier, he said, listen, there are three things I need from the world and I need it right away. Take a listen to what he said. I came to Brussels to participate in the NATO ministerial and to hold bilateral meetings with allies. My agenda is very simple. It has only three items on it. It's weapons, weapons, and weapons. I love that. Weapons, weapons, and weapons. So 
they can't even figure out about 100 tanks because it's caught in some sort of red tape with the Germans. My goodness. And America is still talking about sanctions. And they are saying, send us the weapons. My goodness, what more does it take, everybody? And I want to hear your thoughts about that. By the way, the other big news in the Ukraine front, and we're going to discuss this also later on in the show, is that the Human Rights Council, this is of the U.N., which, believe it or not, I can believe this. Russia is a part of the Human Rights Council. It's like a joke almost. It's insane. Luckily, the Human Rights Council of the U.N. finally did something. They haven't done a lot, but they basically suspended Russia from the Human Rights Council. It's the second time they've suspended a country. The last one, by the way, was Libya in 2011 under Muammar Gaddafi. So they have now suspended Russia. And I want to also get your take on the importance of that And is that just like a drop in the bucket of what the U.N. should do? I think it is a drop in the bucket. And how sad that they were even on the Human Rights Council to begin with. Also, I want to hear your thoughts about our borders. We've been talking a lot about Ukraine's borders, and we're going to talk a lot about that because that is so important to world security. What about our southern borders? And that is one of the things that today there was so much talk about. Greg Abbott, the Texas governor, and I love this. He came out and he said, listen, we are so worried about the fact that Title 42 is going to be lifted at the border. That's basically the provision that kept out individuals, if you believe that anywhere kept out under the Biden administration. That's a whole other matter. But this Title 42 was basically in place so they couldn't claim asylum and that they could say because of health reasons, they were basically able to keep them out, supposedly, even though we had record-breaking numbers under Biden. And if you think that things were bad already on our southern border, they're about to get so much more difficult for Border Patrol agents. I can't believe when I have seen the numbers, they're expecting almost up to 20,000 migrants crossing the border each month when this Title 42 is lifted, and that takes place Next month, it's not that far away. So this is incredible. We have already had an open border, and now it's about to be like a huge old floodgate, and come on in. So take a listen. I love this plan, and I want to get your thoughts about this, because Governor Greg Abbott of Texas said, here's what he's going to do. And I love this idea. He said they are going to pack buses with these migrants that cross into his state, into Texas, and he's going to put them on buses and bring them to the White House and bring them to Capitol Hill and have them literally dropped off right on the steps of both. You can get pretty close to the Capitol these days. Still a little bit of a fence around the White House. But he said this is the way he can send a message to the leaders in this country You want to see what we're dealing with at the border? Well, guess what? It's coming to you. Take a listen. Here is Governor Greg Abbott explaining his plan. And I want to get your take. If you think this is a brilliant idea, I think he should absolutely do it. I think every border state should do this because this is outrageous. Take a listen. To help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are being dropped off by the Biden administration, Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. 
We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. And he said, you know what? It looks like President Biden has no interest in visiting our southern border. So he said, so we got a plan for him. Here's a little bit more of Governor Abbott. Joe Biden has refused to come to the border to see the chaos that he has created by his open border policies. So we're going to take the border to him by uh, uh, transporting uh, the, the people that he is dropping off in these local communities in the state of Texas uh, and sending them to Washington by plane or by bus. So he says it doesn't matter how many buses they have, they are going to keep them going to send a message, especially to these Democrats who This is unbelievable, I think, also at an election year. I mean, I don't think they should be doing it anytime because the issue is national security, our national security at that southern border. And we know from statistics that fentanyl is a leading cause of death for individuals in America from 18 to 45 years old. That's a huge issue. And that border is porous. We know about human trafficking. All these cartels are playing a huge role. All the coyotes are playing a big role. This is a very serious issue. And we have seen that people have been coming in from 150 countries at our southern border. That is a stunning amount. And in just the last, like, two weeks, they had a list of some of the people that came through just one of the sectors there. And it includes a number of people who were wanted for murder, It includes people who are involved with crimes against children. We're talking about sexual crimes. And these are just the ones they know about. The scary thing is so many of these numbers and that number that I was just talking to you about where they were saying about 20,000, that number is just the tip on the iceberg. Those are the ones that they believe they will have encounters with. What we have to even worry about, not only that number, think about that, 20,000 people crossing our U.S. border But we're not even just talking about that. We're talking about the ones that get away. They're called the so-called gotaways. Those are the ones that they see on sensors and cameras at the border, and yet they just can't control them. They can't get them. They can't figure out how to figure it out. They, you know, they're just outmanned. So they just have to let a lot of them go. And there's a huge amount of those that get away. So think about that number, what we are talking about. If you think, and I've seen the images over the last few, few, few weeks, you look in the border, There are huge amounts of people crossing the border right now. And that scene that we saw, remember the Del Rio Bridge scene where those people were just underneath the Haitians that were just packed and packed and packed? Apparently, there are tent camps on the other side of the border right now, and they are cheering the people in the camps when they heard that Title 42 is being lifted. And how does that make sense at a time when right now, The same administration, the Biden administration, is actually pushing for more COVID funds. They said, listen, we need some more money for COVID funds because we need to make sure, you know, with some of the masking rules that are still in place. By the way, Nancy Pelosi, as you may have heard, just came down with COVID. A number of other people just came down with COVID. So we need some still some preparation. We need some COVID money. They're asking for a lot of money in this new budget that they put together saying COVID's still an issue. But what, it's not an issue at the border because Title 42 is in place to basically protect America, saying that, you know, because of health reasons, we're going to keep people out, even though they basically weren't even following that. And now they're going to lift it and open the floodgates? 
But yet at the same time, they're asking for COVID funds in Washington. It's like, okay, COVID, there's still a problem in a lot of parts of the country. So we need more money. But there's no problem at the border. We don't need to vaccinate. We don't need to check their criminal records. We don't need to do anything. This, to me, is sheer, sheer insanity. And so Greg Abbott says, guess what? We're going to put them on buses and we're going to bring them to Democratic lawmakers who put this policy out so they can pander to their liberal base and then make America less safe as a result. So we're going to bring all the migrants that basically show up at our doorstep and put them on your doorstep. I love this idea. Boy, imagine how many, can you imagine 20,000 people in a day? You know, if all the states actually got together, you know, and put them all on, you know, think about all those secret migrant flights. Put them on a secret migrant flight and have them show up, you know, in Washington every single day. Can you imagine? That would be brilliant. And here's a little bit more of Governor Abbott. Listen, these these migrants, once they come across the border, it's not as if they want to stay down there in the Rio Grande Valley. As you have already reported previously, they're moving across the entire country. As they move across the entire country, what better place for them to go to than the steps of the United States Capitol? They get to see the wonderful Capitol, but also get closer to the people who are making these policies Mm -hmm. that are allowing people to come across the border illegally. And let's go to your calls, everybody, on this. Are you as outraged about the idea that they have lifted Title 42? It's about to get lifted technically in May. And they are saying, yeah. That's what we're just going to do. Like, no big deal. Are you kidding me? Yet they have admitted, too. They've even been asked about it. What do you think? Don't you think we're going to see an influx? Yeah, well, we're kind of just bracing for it. They admit there will be a massive influx on our southern border. Why would you ever want to do that at a time right now where there are such huge security issues just happening around the world? And any reason that you could protect our borders at a time where there is war in Ukraine, where there's issues with Iran, there's issues with North Korea, there are issues all over the place. And you're going to have our southern border now even more wide open than it already is. That is shocking. Real quick to the calls. Let's go to Carol in New Jersey. Carol, your thoughts. What do you think about this? So correct. I mean, he, they, you can't allow these people to all come through. I mean, it's insane. I absolutely agree with him that he should send them to the White House and they, they get uh, held or whatever's going to happen to them. But that, this is ridiculous, really. Yeah, it is. And it's stunning, Carol. The thought of thinking, you know, right now at a time where security is such a concern, the thought of 20,000 people coming into our country and the border, you know, folks, you know, the Border Patrol that are down there, they have self-admittedly said, we can't check them. There's just way too many. First of all, they barely can ever check them if there was a criminal record in their home country. You know, so if somebody committed a murder in Guatemala or Ecuador or Mexico, they can't check when they've come across. They've already said this is just too crazy. They can't check it. And then they said we're having a hard time checking to see if they even committed a crime in our country. And then they're not even vaccinating them. They're putting them on buses to who knows where. They're showing up in the dead of night. 
And they're not telling even the local governors of those states. Suddenly they're just kind of showing up or they're putting them on buses and they show up downtown in somebody's home or some home home country, you know, home uh, town, I should say. You know, it's like, who are those uh, 500 people getting off the bus suddenly in downtown blank? You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. This is absolutely insane. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. You are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. So, Biden administration, you got to let me know why you are doing this. Why the heck would the border be so open at a time where we are so worried about international security and our national security? We have the war in Ukraine. We have all those issues going on, and we've got a heightened open border already. And now you're just going to put salt in the wound? And so Texas Governor... Greg Abbott, along with also Ron DeSantis, by the way, in Florida, have both said that they're going to ship different migrants either to D.C. DeSantis has said he's going to ship it to Biden's home state of Delaware. I love these ideas. I think it's important. They need to send a message of the repercussion of what happens when these migrants just suddenly show up in somebody's hometown. What, it's okay to have them in our city, but it's not okay to have them in their city. Can you imagine? I've been to Rehoboth Beach. Can you imagine if suddenly Rehoboth Beach is overrun by 20,000 migrants in one day? I promise you, President Biden would suddenly take some action. Well, Derek Maltz, who is a former DEA Special Ops Division Director, he was on Cats at Night earlier with me, and this is what he had to say about President Biden, he was very direct about the repercussions of this Title 42 being lifted and making our border even more open. Take a listen. It's now legal to be illegally here in America. It's insanity. The rule of law is being destroyed, and this current administration has blood all over their hands. And he further said that this administration just has no grasp of what a major security issue the border is and has no comprehension and now has made it so much worse by this move. So we have a very serious situation, but unfortunately the current administration is out to lunch. They're not, they're not really addressing it and they're not telling the public what's going to happen. Yeah, very, very sad uh, and really distressing, guys. And boy, the wrong time to be doing this. The number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, JC in East Stroudsburg, PA on line three. Go ahead, JC, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, how how are you? I'm better now. By the way, I'm much better now that I'm hearing from you, JC, which makes me happy. Nice nice to talk to you. Long time. Uh, Remember about six months ago, you had one of the old, I think it was the head of the border control, and he was advising... Uh, um, Governor Abbott, that basically it was an invasion that he could actually legally catch these these people and actually return them to uh, to Mexico. Yes, 
Yes, and uh, yes, and by the way, that was Ken Cuccinelli, um, who right. was right, yes. who was like a deputy homeland security guy, and yeah, he said that under the law he could do that. Right, and uh, at that point, I, I had mentioned to you that they should bust these people to D.C., but uh, but I think we should go a step further. Okay, not only to D.C. and Biden and Nancy Pelosi's house, but we should make it officially. We should call it the illegal MAGA men march, and we should equip them with Trump MAGA hats and red T-shirts when we drop them off. But you know what? They already have T-shirts that um, say Biden on it, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, but they should, they should put MAGA, MAGA hats and Trump, Trump red. Imagine... And then they'll turn them around. You're right. Actually, you know what's interesting, Jay-Z? That's very clever because then they'll turn them around and say, oh, we don't want them here. And you know what's amazing? Of the Ukrainian refugees, they've only said they want 100,000. That's five days worth of this, you guys. Much more after the break. We're going to talk about this and also back the blue. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I always love doing because we get to honor our great men and women in law enforcement, a story coming out of Medford, Massachusetts, where a police officer jumped into the Mystic River to save a teenager happened earlier this week. Police and fire personnel responded to a report of someone in the water, and it was around 930 at night, so it was dark outside. And when officers around, they found a person Uh, someone in their late teens who was floating in the river, and one officer immediately jumped in to pull that individual out, a young man out. The unidentified teenager was pulled onto the riverbank by the courageous officer, who uh, then also was helped by other officers who were trying to give him CPR. He was in a semi-conscious state, but survived and was taken to the hospital. Uh, What a powerful story and another great example of the terrific work that our men and women in blue do every single day to save lives. Well, we are talking, by the way, about the border situation. And before I move on to the border, i got to tell everybody, we have a great guest coming on in the next hour. We have Montel Williams coming up because the two things that I always love doing every night, we always talk about our back the blue. And then the other is our support, our heroes. That's coming up in the next hour, in about an hour or so, here on the Rita Cosby Show. And uh, the great TV talk show host and also veteran himself, military veteran. Uh, He's a Navy guy and also a Marine. Um, He uh, was a Naval Academy guy, by the way, also, um, and also was involved in intelligence in the military. The great Montel Williams is going to be joining us in about an hour to talk about how he is helping veterans and how he's giving back to military families in a big, big way. It's a really, really inspiring thing that he is doing, and he's going to be joining us in about an hour here on the show. The great Montel Williams, veteran and also legendary TV talk show host, is going to be joining us here in about an hour to talk about how he is supporting our great heroes. Meantime, we're talking about the courageous Uh, Folks who are at the border because our border agents, boy, are they heroes and they are overrun. They are outmanned. And some of the numbers already that we have seen, even from this month alone, year to date, 
this year compared to last year, triple fold the amount of people who have been crossing the border in terms of percentages. Just an enormous amount of increase that they are dealing with month to month. And so far, they haven't even lifted yet Title 42, which was blocking them from coming. That was basically for health reasons that was put up during COVID by President Trump. And I am sure that it's because it was President Trump who said, let's institute Title 42 to use as a justification to secure our borders. Let's put it in place. We can use this health criteria as a reason to basically keep track of things at the border. You would think they would do a better job in general. So President Trump said, let's use this. This is why we're doing it. And what is the Biden administration doing? They seem to be pretty anxious to hurry up and lift it, even though they haven't even really been checking for it to begin with. It is so crazy at a time where they stopped building the border because guess what? It was President Trump's idea. Well, they didn't want that. The remain in Mexico. Okay, well, President Trump was pushing that. We don't like it. Now this Title 42, let's lift it. It has Trump's fingerprints on it even if those are the best things for our national security. To me, it is so crazy, and I want to hear your thoughts because I am so concerned of what is to come on our U.S. southern border. I've talked to so many border agents. They are so worried about how they are just going to be overloaded. And those scenes that we saw, remember in like 2015, 2016, when we saw those huge caravans of individuals that were coming from Mexico, many of them from other Central American countries coming up through Mexico, thousands upon thousands of them. Remember those pictures of those huge amounts? They're predicting we're going to see a lot of that. And to me, that is such an enormous concern for security, for Our U.S. security. We've talked so much about what's happening on Ukraine's borders. Our border is a huge disaster as well. And we have to think about our borders as well and our national security as well. And this is what former DEA agent uh, Derek Maltz had to say what he predicts is ahead when Title 42 is going to be lifted next month. Take a listen. The country is really in for a rude awakening, but unfortunately, not too many Americans are paying attention. That is really scary. And now they're finally starting to pay attention. And so Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, his idea is that they are going to ship these migrants, at least some of them that come. He said he's got up to 900 buses right now, just basically about to get ready. So when they cross the border after this Title 42 He's going to ship them directly to Capitol Hill or right in front of the White House. Ron DeSantis says he's going to put them on buses to Delaware, Biden's home state. Let's see how he feels when suddenly people say, hey, uh, look who's in my neighborhood. Look who showed up on my backyard. Can you imagine the, the prim and proper people there in Rehoboth Beach? They're going to freak. They are going to absolutely freak. That's a quiet little town, Rehoboth Beach, and it will suddenly According to Ron DeSantis, if they get their plan, it's going to be overrun with migrants, just like the people in Texas see every day and the people in Florida see and Arizona see and California see. Boy, is it going to be a mess. But they need some sort of a wake-up call. And take a listen to this exchange. This is Peter Ducey, Fox News White House correspondent, talking to Circle Back Jen Psaki at the White House briefing And he brought this up. Listen to her answer. She's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have an influx. We're kind of trying to figure it out. Do you have any 
any sort of assurance that this administration is going to be protecting our borders? I don't. When Title 42 expires next month, what is the plan for the 18,000 migrants a day that are going to cross? Do you want them to get jobs here? Is there something else that you want these 18,000 a day to be doing? I don't know where you're basing your specific numbers on, Peter, but what I would tell you... uh, I've got it right here. Earlier this week, the department gave reporters an estimate that up to 18,000 Migrants could be apprehended at the border each day if Title 42 were to be up up to, and we'll see what happens. And obviously we're taking steps to convey that this is not the time to come. Uh, Individuals who come to the border, this is what would happen. CBP and ICE would work together to ensure that anyone who enters the country without authorization is put into immigration proceedings as quickly as possible. CBP has been working with ICE to ensure individuals awaiting processing in the interior of the country would be monitored under the alternatives to detention program. We know that to date, nearly 80% of non-citizens waiting in the interior under prosecutorial discretion have either received a notice to appear or are still within their window to report. That is what would happen. In addition, I would note the Department of Homeland Security also put together a preparedness plan to continue addressing irregular migration that involves surging personnel and resources to the border, improving border processing, implementing mitigation measures, and working with other countries in the hemisphere to manage migration. Those are all steps that they're working to do in order to implement when we get to that point in time. Boy, if you're not confused now, I don't know what you're going to be. That was the most circled back answer that didn't make any single sense. In other words, we really don't know. We're basically going to do what we've been doing already, which is an open border policy. How crazy is that? Here we're talking about security in all these other locations, and yet Our own southern border, they have no clue, and they don't even seem to have any desire to make sure that it is closed. They don't seem to understand how big of a serious issue it is when even in a five-day period, just last week, there were several of them that got caught. And remember, there's a lot of them that don't get caught that had, like, murder, rape, all these things on their record. This was just a handful in one, like, small little area, and that is happening Every single day. And boy, that to me is an enormous, enormous issue at a time where we want to make sure that we are safe. And we want to make sure at a time where we've got a lot of people who wish to do us harm. And sadly, right now, that open border is like a big old welcome to America sign without anybody being checked. It is absolutely crazy. And as I mentioned, even on Ukraine, Biden came out and said, we're going to allow about 100,000 refugees. Poland has taken in millions of refugees from Ukraine. And don't you think those people from Ukraine appreciate democracy and freedom and probably would be a heck of a lot better than some of these murderers and rapists that somehow are slipping through our southern border? I mean, it's like the Cubans, like the people who fled Cuba, they're, they're really careful about screening them. They're careful, it seems to be, about screening the Ukrainians. But yet, on the southern border right now, if you came from Mexico or Guatemala, come on in. Talk about a double standard. And that, to me, is shameful. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Phil in the Bronx who is on line one. Go ahead, Phil, your thoughts. Yeah, good evening, Rita. Uh, Look, uh, it's very simple. Two points, real quick. 
the the issue of the Mexican border, it's kind of stupid. It's paradoxical because they let anybody in through the southern border and they let them out through the northern border. Uh, the United States takes these people in prima facie. On their face, they take them in no problem. However, if an American walks into Mexico outside of the border or some, some other way, uh, they're arrested. They're put in jail. Why aren't the Mexicans arresting these people? That's their problem. The second point is very clear. If Abbott tries to take 5,000 people, say 900 buses, say 5,000 people or more, and he sends them to Washington, he won't even get halfway there. The United States Marshal Service will jump right in, and they'll pull the buses off the road. They'll detain them, and they'll send them right back to the border for reprocessing. The thing is, by, by the way, Phil, by the way, Phil, I want to hear your thoughts. It's a creative idea. I mean, I appreciate where his message is coming from, because you understand. And I know, Phil, you've called before. You're a veteran, which I love um, and always appreciate your your great insights, Phil. You had such amazing stuff when, when we were talking also during Afghanistan, because I know you had some great uh, folks there um, that were on the ground and trying to help Americans, which I have such love and respect for. So I want to ask your thoughts. It's a great idea because what's happening, as you know, are these flights that are coming in in the dead of night and people are showing it. You know, remember, we had Rob Astorino, who's running for governor of New York. Uh, Remember, he got the videotape, that explosive videotape of them being flown into Westchester Airport. And then Marsha Blackburn in Tennessee was talking about getting reports, of course, of them being flown into like Nashville and Memphis in the middle of the night. And and other cities across the country were reporting these sort of secret flights. So it's an interesting concept. I hear where you're going, but it's an interesting point that Greg Abbott and DeSantis are making that basically what's happened at the border in the last few years, the Biden administration has made every basically city in America a border city. I mean, and that's a huge security risk, don't you think, Phil? Well, I agree with you 100 percent. But the problem is, is that, look, what went on in Washington on January 6th, you think they're going to let all these people mill around the streets of Washington, D.C.? Hell no. Hell no. They're going to put them back on the buses and they're going to send them back to where they came from, namely, namely Texas. It's not going to work. Abbott is going to get, get, get a whole bunch of media flack over it. And it's going to it's going to be a whole a whole brouhaha all over the place. And it doesn't pay if he were smart. What he would do is anyone who comes into Texas illegally put get a giant stadium, get a baseball stadium, a football stadium, put them in there for further processing, get them off the streets. Right. Actually, that's an interesting idea. Phil, I like that idea. That's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. Put them in a stadium. By the way, that would also be a really powerful message. You know, you put them in like a football or, you know, imagine in a football stadium, like a big old football stadium. um, And there's some big ones down there in Texas. And you you fill it up and imagine that image, too. That would be powerful. That's a great idea. Phil, thank you for the call. Love that very much. Let's go to Norman on line four. Norman, your thoughts. What do you think of Greg Abbott's idea? And what do you think of Phil's idea? Maybe fill up a football stadium. Sadly, depending on the football stadium, it's only going to be like two or three days worth maybe three or four uh, days worth max of the amount of people crossing the border. Isn't that amazing to think about that, Norm? I think, I think Phil has the right idea. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think that uh, Abbott's plan is going to work. You know, the the federal government power uh, will um, usurp the, uh, 
you know, power of Texas. And well, by the, and by the way, that is what Saki also said today. Circle back Saki yeah. was asked about it today. Um, and in fact, let me play circle back Saki saying this is cut 22. Sure. This is, and I'll get your reaction because she was asked specifically it. that norm by Peter Ducey. And this is what she said when she, he said, listen, what do you think of Greg Abbott's plan? Take a listen. Now that the Texas governor is saying that he's going to start busing border crossers to Washington, D.C., when they get here, are you guys going to help them find a place to stay and something for them to do? Well, I'm not aware of what authority uh, the governor would be doing that under. I think it's pretty clear this is a publicity stunt. His own uh, office admits that a migrant would need to voluntarily uh, be transported, um, and then he can't compel them to because, again, enforcement of our country's immigration laws lies with the federal government, not a state. Washington, D.C.? Well, listen, I don't know, but I know that the governor of uh, Texas or any state does not have the legal authority to compel anyone to get on a bus. So, Norm, what do you think? What if they said, listen, we'll give you, um, you know, he could say, hey, listen, we'll give you free dinners if you go to D.C. We'll give you a tour. We'll throw in a tour of Capitol Hill and we'll make sure you get a White House tour and you get a tour of the Oval Office. What, what about if they throw that in, Norm? Would that give them incentive? I don't know. I look, I, frankly, I don't know if that's going to give them incentive or not, but I I fear we're going towards secession. I, I mean, I fear if the, if the Biden administration keeps this up, everything, everything that they're doing to me is a very 1861 moment. And I and I and I see. I think that that's going to happen. Wow. Yeah, just because what people in Texas are just so fed up. I mean, Texas, I mean, Florida, it, me, a lot of people in America are just are just sick of this and they're sick of their government being stolen. In my opinion, I'm not supposed to say that, but that's what I believe. And uh, I, I, I just I see a very uh, serious resolution happening. Well, you know, you know what? I, I absolutely norm. Yeah you know, regarding the border, see a, a, a double standard. And that's what's so crazy is that it, it doesn't make any logical sense to suddenly when you already have massive influx and an enormous number at the border. And as someone I've been down there in the border, Norm, I've been down there with law enforcement and they truly are outmanned. They're outgunned. They're trying to do the best they can. Those border agents really care about security. But their hands are tied because they have to follow whatever the administration policy is. And if suddenly they're getting a massive influx, they're just they're outnumbered. And they can only do the best they can to try to protect this country. But they have to follow the policies. And all of those things are just creating a, a catastrophic situation. And it's just logical sense that when the green lights open to the border, people are going to come through that don't always have the best of intentions. There's some good ones that come through, but there's a lot that aren't. And that just opens the door to a lot of issues. And, and it's troubling and it is baffling. And I think it is the wrong time uh, which obviously you agree with, Norm, to be doing this in America right now. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. This is The Rita Cosby Show.
some of the migrants will have tickets to paradise because guess what? If they get to America, it's the best country in the land. So they are in the land of paradise. And many of them are getting free tickets on the plane, on the buses. And now Greg Abbott of Texas, the governor, says he's going to give them a ticket to Washington, D.C. So they show up on the steps of Capitol Hill. What do you think of that, you guys? I think it's a great idea just to send a message. Meantime, how are they going to be monitoring these people that come across the border before they actually have their hearings for asylum? Because that's what's supposed to happen. They go in, they get processed. What they used to do on many of them was put ankle bracelets so they could monitor them. And if things are not bad enough based on the lifting of Title 42 that's going to happen next month, now we're getting word, get this, that they're going to be giving them courtesy of American taxpayers They're going to be giving them cell phones. Wouldn't you love a free cell phone? What they're going to be giving you, remember Obama after after they were voting, hey, I'll get a free Obama cell phone. Remember that's what they used to talk about after the elections? I voted for him because I got a free cell phone. Remember we used to hear those people. I interviewed people. I remember them coming out of the voting booth. They'd tell me that. Well, now guess what happens? The people crossing the border, as opposed to getting ankle bracelets, Now the Biden administration says a better thing to do to be nicer to the people who have crossed the border illegally, who may have criminal records that they haven't checked. Now they are going to be giving them cell phones, free cell phones. And what they're supposed to do with these cell phones is then report in to the folks who, you know, to the basically the border folks saying, hey, here's where I am. Here's where I'm going. Here's what I'm doing. That way they'll be able to keep track of them. And guess what? If they don't answer the cell phone, well, good luck. So here are two things that can happen. And even the White House admitted this. They could get the cell phone. They could throw it out. And that way they don't have to be followed or checked or monitored because you can check, you know, ping on the cell phone. So they're basically trusting them on the honor system. That's their message. The honor system. They're going to be trusting someone who has come through the country illegally that even if they don't have the ability to check and see if they have a criminal record in their home country or in our country, they're not going to have a chance to be able to vaccinate them. They're going to give them cell phones and hope on the honor system that they will report. Take a listen. Our team in Texas is uh, saying that you guys are starting to give smartphones to border crossers, hoping that they'll use the phones to check in or uh, to be tracked. Which part of that is supposed to deter people from crossing illegally into the states? Well, I I think you of all people, since you've asked me a range of questions on this topic over time, would recognize that we need to take steps to ensure that we know where individuals are and we can track and and we can check in with them. The alternatives to detention program is is what we utilize uh, as three unique forms of technology to monitor participants enrolled in the program. Telephonic is just one of them. Telephonic, that's one of them. So now you can cross the border illegally. Don't worry about your record being checked. They're not going to have time. They're going to put you on a bus somewhere that you want to go or a flight. They're going to give you a cell phone and hope that you check in with basically your detention individual. And if you don't, maybe they'll get a chance to follow up with you. Maybe they won't. I'm going to take your calls after the break. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. 
And we are talking about Governor Greg Abbott because he is so worried that Title 42 is going to be rescinded. That is basically what was keeping illegal immigrants coming across the border seeking asylum migrants by the thousands upon thousands a day. And now the Biden administration through the CDC says, hey, we're going to lift it on May 23rd. And now governors like Greg Abbott and many other border state governors are saying, gosh, what the heck is going to happen on May 24th? May 23rd is when they're going to lift it, and they are just getting ready for the onslaught. We're going to continue with your calls on that. And also, by the way, later on in the hour, we are also going to be doing the latest on Russia, Ukraine. There's some big developments tonight, and we're going to be talking about what has been happening on the war front there in Ukraine. Much more details in terms of some of the horrible atrocities that have taken place, not just in the town of Bucha, but some other towns. And Russia saying, we didn't do it. But yet there have been now some intercepts, which clearly show it was Russian troops and also Russian troops talking about killing civilians. So Russia is like now all upset that they've been kicked out of the Human Rights Council saying anybody who voted against them in the U.N. that kicked them off the Human Rights Council like they would ever have anything to do with human rights. It's it's just inconceivable to me that they've been on it. But that's what happens at the U.N., now they're saying that there will basically be repercussions for those people who voted against Russia. Talk about a big old bully in a schoolyard. And we're going to talk about that because Biden, I think, seems to be very afraid of Putin on so many fronts. And we're going to talk about the repercussions for Ukraine on that front. And also, um, we're going to have a really special Support Our Heroes segment today on the show. I always love doing this. I love being able to showcase our great military men and women and highlight active duty and also our veterans and also highlight their families, too, as well. And Montel Williams, the great talk show host, Montel Williams, also a former Marine. He's a naval officer And he is going to be joining us on the show in just about a half an hour or so from now and highlighting an incredible new show that he has on Lifetime TV. I love Montel. I've known Montel for years. I had the honor of also guest hosting with Montel when he had his big talk show. He used to have different folks on. He had Lou Dobbs on sometimes. He had me on sometimes. And we actually talked, I think, even about border issues, which we're going to talk about in a second, on his show And what I loved about Montel is he used to always have all sides on the show. Um, And he's a big supporter of this country and, of course, about our military men and women. And he has a brand new show on called Military Makeover, where he highlights veterans and military folks and gives them a new home and supports them and tries to help them. And he's going to be talking about his appreciation of our great country and of our men and women And the great Montel Williams, my buddy, is going to be coming up in about a half hour here on the Rita Cosby Show talking about how important it is to appreciate our military. And speaking of military, Greg Abbott has said that he's going to start calling the National Guard because he said the crisis at the border is just exploding. 
and it's about to get a lot worse. And that's because the Biden administration, as we know, is now rescinding Title 42, which basically was a Trump-era rule that Trump called in. It's an emergency authorization where you can block people from crossing into the United States because you could say for health reasons. And so Trump said, hey, listen, we got to find any way we can to block people from coming in and to be able to vet them carefully. And he said, let's use this Title 42 because, of course, at the height of COVID and any health restriction, let's use this as a reason to block them from coming in. So now the Biden administration and their new budget has been saying we still need COVID money because COVID is still an issue. Just ask Nancy Pelosi, who just got basically diagnosed with COVID. She just was found COVID positive. A number of people, you probably have friends across the country where you have, there's still cases around. The Biden administration could still be using Title 42 and say, for health reasons, we're going to be blocking people at the border. They weren't even really basically instituting it. And now they're saying, we're going to lift it. Now, a lot of people are saying, why not keep this health restriction in place? And one way that they could get around it, first of all, they could still say COVID is still an issue. They're even asking for money in the COVID budget. So they could push it and say, listen, let's still keep Title 42 in place for COVID. The other creative way, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, because you know darn well, if Trump was president right now, he would say, let's find a reason to use COVID, you know, use it either under the COVID restriction to keep it in place or the fact, sadly, that fentanyl is such a huge health crisis in America. Right now, the leading cause of death for individuals in America age 18 to 49 is fentanyl. You could call that a health crisis and say for that reason, because it's coming through the southern border vis-a-vis Mexico from China, which is supplying a lot of the methamphetamines and a lot of the oxycontinins and all that medicine that's going into as we know in fentanyl, that's going into the bloodstream, sadly, of our Americans, 18 to 49 being the leading cause of death. You could say Title 42 should apply to fentanyl. And you know darn well that if President Trump was president today, he would be using Title 42 either A, for COVID, or B, for fentanyl. And this president is saying, heck, migrants, come on in. Take a listen to Senator John Thune, because this is what he thinks of Biden's Title 42 policy and the fact that it is going to be lifted on May 23rd. Well, I think if you look up the definition of insanity in the dictionary, it would have ending Title 42. That's how it would be defined. But if you're going to triple the number of people who are attempting to come here illegally, uh, we've already seen about 150,000 per month now trying to come into the country illegally. And you go from, you know, five or 6,000 a day to 18,000 a day. Just think of what that does. The Border Patrol is going to be absolutely overwhelmed. This is why states like Texas are taking matters into their own hands. But this is just absolute insanity, and it's got to stop. And Democrats are pleading with the administration not to do this. And now he says the Biden administration. You know how we were talking about the Biden? They had the T-shirt saying President Biden. They all were like, oh, great. President Biden's the president. Now we're going to come to America. Well, John Thune says, guess what? They're going to have something a lot bigger than a T-shirt after this one. 
When you start opening the floodgates, you are going to create incredible incentives and put up a welcome sign, and people are going to start coming in droves. And that is just going to flat overwhelm uh, our border states. But every other state is going to start seeing the effects of that uh, when the numbers and the, the, you know, the volume swell to what's being predicted if they move forward with this policy change. And Senator Mitch McConnell also said it is utter hypocrisy because basically they're saying, you know what? There's no problem. There's problems with COVID around the country, but at the border, everything is great. There's no health problems. People coming across the border from Mexico, coming through Central America, by the way, from about 150 countries coming through that southern border. None of them have any health issues whatsoever, Joe Biden. Take a listen to Mitch McConnell. Democrats don't act like they think COVID is finished. They give speeches daily about the need for more funding. They say we should be sending health assistance around the rest of the world. The only place on the planet where Democrats say COVID is over, apparently, is at our southern border. Yeah, at our southern border, no problem. You have no health problems if you come through our southern border. Everywhere else, boy, you know what? And even in like places like New York with young kids, they got to mask up. And in other cities around the country, they got to mask up. But guess what? If you come through the southern border and you've been sleeping on a tent or under a bridge, you definitely don't have any health problems whatsoever. I'm obviously being incredibly facetious. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Chris on line four. Chris, your thoughts about this great new health policy coming from the Biden administration vis-a-vis making basically every place in America a border city and now it is going to explode come May 24th. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I don't think uh, that it's a bad idea to send them back. It'll politicize everything. People will wonder what's going on. Wait, Chris, Chris, you were, Chris, you were, Chris, you were breaking up. You were saying basically send them back. Keep Title 42 in place is your point. No, no, no. I like the idea. Send them into Washington. Not a bad idea. Ah, so so show nice up, publicity. show up, show up on the doorstep to send a message to our sure. our democratic politicians. What I also don't understand is why they don't take it upon themselves to arrest the bus drivers that bring them in and the airplane pilots that fly them in. It's still breaking the law whether the federal government tells you it's correct or not. Although, although well, my that's an interesting point. Although, you know, I'm going to give some compassion, Chris, to the guys on the uh, bus and the, uh, you know, and the pilots, because they're just basically doing their job and being told, hey, you're going to drop them here and you're going to go here. Because it's, it's interesting. There's a number of bus drivers and people who have actually come out and complained, um, you know, and have actually said, you know, they just basically told me to, like, you're, we're putting some passengers on, and they turn out to be most of them adult, you know, adult males who don't speak English. And you're going to be sending them to Tuscaloosa, or you're going to be sending them to Seattle, or you're going to send them to Memphis, you know, or Philadelphia. Have a good flight, you know. It's like, uh, what is it, Ice Air as opposed to Con Air. Remember, I, I love that movie, by the way. That was a good movie. Let's go to Alice in Cincinnati on Line 5. Go ahead, Alice. Hi, Rita. Um, Right now, the radical left have our hands tied. They have all three branches of of the government. So they're giving us a lot of votes. I know it's a long time out, 
uh, for November. We should be regrouping and thinking of ways to get rid of these people. Why can't we just, can't they be rounded up at some point, taken back? They're not U.S. citizens. They have no rights. But you have to have, you have, you hit an important point, Alice, because right now the Democrats are in charge of the White House. They're in charge of both houses. There is going to be a very important election in November where people can decide, listen, maybe the House and the Senate go into Republican hands. There's a good chance of that, too, if you look at a lot of the polls, because people are so fed up as you are. And at that point, then there could be changes in laws. But you also have to have the will in the country, first of all, for people to get out and vote in November. Elections have consequences. And now we are seeing such a dramatic change of border policy. I mean, think about how different it was, Alice. Remember, you know, people elected President Trump because, you know, one of his biggest issues was that border wall. And he started building the border wall. He had the Remain in Mexico policy. He had Title 42 when he was able to institute it. And now there are such dramatic changes. But by at least getting a Republican Senate or a Republican House, and more likely it looks like the House, most people think for sure will change. The Senate, good chance that that's going to change too, Alice. But that's where they can block some of these policies and say, Mr. President, that ain't going to work. He could try to do executive, but then they can try to at least block him on a number of different levels. And that's why it is important to at least have some balance because right now they're just steamrolling whatever they can. And they know that if things change in November, that they're going to have, you know, a lot of roadblocks in their policy. And right now it's like anything that's Trump, they're going to change anything this, anything that seems. And it is incredible, Alice. I mean, it's amazing to see just how different these policies have been. And and for the sake, you should say, you know, I'm an American, you know, Alice. You know, I sit there and I go, what is good for our country? And allowing it to be an open policy at the border without criminal background checks, without vaccine checks, is just, just sheer insanity. To think about the standards that in Cincinnati, Ohio, where you are, think about the way we've all been living across America for the last two years I still have a mask in my briefcase, you know, it's like, like I still have it in case we need it for some reason. And yet you're going to say, Hey, you've been living under a bridge. Come on in. Uh, it, it just, it is, it is the definition of insanity. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I'll continue with your calls after the break. Everybody you're listening to the Rita Cosby show. You're listening to the Rita Cosby show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up, by the way, after the break, we're going to be doing our Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the show, where we honor our great men and women in the military. And we have a really special guest tonight in our Support Our Heroes segment, the great TV talk show host and military veteran himself, my buddy Montel Williams, is going to be joining us in just about 10 minutes or so here on the Rita Cosby Show. So definitely don't miss that. He's doing some amazing things, helping our great servicemen and women and their families. And I can't wait to have Montel, who is also a great military veteran himself, 
joining us here on the Rita Cosby Show, the great Montel Williams, in about 10 minutes here on the show. And we're talking right now about the situation that ain't great at our U.S. southern border, and that is because Title 42 is about to be lifted by the Biden administration, and that basically is saying, come on in, doesn't matter If you have a criminal record, we won't be able to check you. They've already self-admitted that they are just opening the floodgates at the southern border. Why the heck are they doing it now? And it's going to happen on the 23rd of May, not that long away. So come May 24th, if you're a border agent, be prepared basically to be outmanned. And the situation's going to be crazy. I've been on the border. I was down there on the border, and I spent time with uh, in Zapata's County with Siggy Gonzalez. And I'll never forget when a lot of the drug dealers were coming. We were hiding behind a tree. I was with a sheriff down there at the border, and he basically admitted to me they are trying to do whatever they can, but they are outmanned, they're outgunned, and the situation at the border is just so tough already for them right now. And then now you're going to open the floodgates at this time. This is, I just think, it's a mess. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to JJ, uh, who's on line six. JJ, your thoughts about what this administration's about to do, I think, on our southern border. I think it is disastrous. Your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Uh, First of all, I just want to say that I really enjoy your show. You're phenomenal. Uh, It's an absolute travesty what's going on at the border. Uh, I, I believe that sending the buses is, is not a bad idea, but I also agree with one of your callers that they'll be headed off at the pass by the Rangers or whatever. They're not going to let it happen because it's going to make them look bad. Uh, the, the bottom line is that this, uh, this administration, which I will call the illegitimate administration running this country right now, is uh, basically it boils down to uh, the, uh, the patients are running the asylum. Okay, uh, I was watching TV the other day. They said they had uh, – all these different news flashes from about uh, two years ago or whenever when uh, the election, 2020 election occurred, the adults are back. The adults are back. Nah, they're wrong. The idiots are, are running the country, not the adults, okay? They've got morons on every, every, every area of this administration, not, you know, not just the border, but across the board. They've got incompetent people running this country. I'm fed up. You're fed up. You're an American. I'm an American. I'm going to tell you something real quick. I'll try to make this quick. Can you hear me? Yep, I hear you. And by the way, JJ, and I know people know this, I'm a first-generation American. I I want to tell you You know, so to me, but my parents came here the right way. They went through the process. They worked hard. It took them years. I got a better one. I'm an immigrant. I was born in Italy, okay, back in 1956. I came on the original Queen Elizabeth. My parents, my dad was French. My mom's Italian. We did it the right way. My aunt, my mother's sister sponsored us. We had a place to live. They had a job lined up. And my dad walked to work until he could reasonably learn English, read and write English, so he could pass the driving test. The driving test was not being given in Spanish. It was given in American, in English, okay? So and I, when I was seven years old, I went up to Newark, and I renounced my citizenship because uh, I was born in Italy, and I became a bona fide American citizen, and I am an American citizen, okay? And when people start talking about immigration, I say, hey, these people, and I'm not trying to be nasty, they're criminals. Okay, as someone said earlier in your show, if you go to Mexico or you go to Europe and you go over the border from France or Germany or whatever, you don't have your papers, you end up in, uh, in the lockup. We've got all these people coming over. As far as I'm concerned, they're trespassing. They're criminals. I don't care who they are, kids, whatever. You're, you're not supposed to come here unless you've been invited. 
and you have to have the right paperwork. Uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, I'm, no, I'm doing I hear. By the way, I hear you. It's a whole different standard, right? Why are other countries seeming to care about protecting their borders, and yet our administration has basically made it a whole huge neon sign? I, I absolutely agree. The standards, are, and it's insanity at this time right now, where we are so worried about our security, JJ, to me, you know, we're so worried. And and there's so many, like, just dynamics right now, given what's been happening in Ukraine with Russia, North Korea, you know, Iran. I mean, and we're going to have our own southern border wide open. And it's already been pretty much wide open. They haven't even really been following this Title 42. Now they're going to say, come on in. Let's make it worse. Montel Williams out of the break. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, we are talking about an awesome show on Lifetime TV called Military Makeover with Montel. The host is my old friend, the one and only Montel Williams. Montel, great to have you here. Rita, thanks so much for having me on the show. Well, you know what? You are a diehard military supporter. I've known you for years. You know, of course, everybody knows you from your amazing talk show and so many of the great things you've done through the years. I first want to have you tell everybody about your military background in the Marine Corps, the Naval Academy, why you're so passionate about helping our veterans. Well, my my, uh, military service started in the Marine Corps enlisted, and then I was accepted to the Naval Academy. Um, I went to the Naval Academy from enlisted to and turned into an officer in the Navy. So I went from Marine Corps enlisted E-4 to finally getting out as an O-4 in the United States Navy. Um, and that's that career spanned almost 22 years. Um, but I really, you know, never took my uniform off. Once I once I came back to duty, I, I went almost really, I started a nonprofit where I was speaking around the country to kids and to groups and the military groups. And then I started my show and um, I become a board member of Fisher House and have stayed focused on veteran-centric issues ever since. And I work on them even to the day. And you, you know, you walk the walk. I mean, you've done so much for our military. And I love that you're doing this show on Lifetime TV. You've got your 30th sort of landmark military makeover with Montel. Tell us about the purpose of the show and how it helps veterans. Well, you know the show. The show has been on for quite a while now. It's um, this is the thirtieth season that just completed, and we we to each family is an individual season. What we do is we take the homes of of uh, deserving veterans who um, have you know um, lived in the house maybe for a little while. They own their own home or they have a mortgage on their own home, and we then come in and help them make over their house from the ground up, and it becomes. You know, it's an old story. It takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes the community to thank a soldier. And what we do is the entire community comes out, helps the volunteers to do some of the work. And we have vendors in local markets that, you know, give us, provide us with supplies. And we do everything from, you know, the floors to the ceilings to the roofs to change rooms to the kitchens to the, the yard. You name it. We do it to give that veteran a forever home. And, um, we're about to start our 31st family in the Michiana area, and that family 
is the Stuber family. The Stuber family, uh, they're our recipients. We'll start uh, working on that home, and the show will air for that home, uh, that family makeover. It takes us, what we do is we, we take the veteran and their family out of their house for anywhere from 10 to 14 days, and in a 10 to 14-day period of time, we literally turn that into a brand-new home. Wow. So it's like it's like a whirlwind for 10 to 14 days. That's like right. What's the reaction? And everybody, we're talking to the great talk show host and great veteran himself and military supporter host of Military Makeover with Montel Montel Williams. What's the reaction you get from the families, too? I mean, it must be just so amazing to watch them after being gone for 10 days to 14 days. It's unbelievable. You know, family is so thankful that they are even selected. And then they are really, really, really grateful for all the work that we get to do for them. Um, they come home, and, I mean, the, the tears are flowing, um, and the community comes out. And that's one of the things that I would hope that, you know, people listening, you can turn into our next finale of Season 31 on June 24th. The shows begin on uh, May 20th, every Friday morning. I believe you can check your local listings, but every Friday morning at 8.30 in the morning, you can catch us. And we do, you know, per segment. Each home takes us, you know, like I say, 14 days. And so we're in the shooting for the entire time, and we break that into um, anywhere from six to eight segments. This family will be done in six segments. And the, the, the family starts airing on the 20th, and then its finale is on June 24th. And that family that you'll see, that's the next one that will air. That was family number 31. That was family number 30, sorry, 30. And that family uh, is the Ziegler family. They'll start airing on May 20th in the morning. And then you'll see the finale when the entire community comes out for our big reveal. And we bring the family home, and they're normally escorted by, you know, either military or police escort. And there are people that are there that align the driveway. And um, when the family shows up, it's it's just incredible. Wow. And, you know, what does it mean to have a forever home, and how much does it mean to these veterans? You know this firsthand, Montel Williams. Well, you know, I mean, a lot of the cases where we, we, we've helped so far, you know, we've done families that are in need. They're in need because, you know, some of the upkeep of houses kind of gotten out of hand and, and, and gotten away from them. And, you know, these are, these are hardworking. Um, most of our veteran families are still working, even if they are – Disabled veterans, they're working, but, you know, they, they try their best to keep up. So, you know, when we come home, we've just taken a load off their shoulders that you don't believe. You can't believe. I mean, you know, the children to so the parents are, are all excited about, you know, their new rooms and the way we've reconfigured. And it's not just myself. I have, I have two co-hosts, Art Edmonds and um, Jennifer Bertrand. Jennifer Bertrand is our stylist and uh, home decorator. And Jennifer meets with the family a couple of times um, after they're selected and talks through and gets a feel for them. And Jennifer just has such a gift because she can capture ca- uh, color palettes and capture ideas from, you know, each one of the, the family members to, to make sure that they, they basically get what they have always wanted to have in a room um, and, or in a home. And, that becomes a place that they, you know, so far every one of our veteran families has decided to stay and that's where they're going to be. And, you know, it gives them the dream come true. Absolutely. What an awesome thing to be a part of. And by the way, as you mentioned, if people want to volunteer for the show in Indiana, they can go to militarymakeover.tv. 
uh, forward slash beyond the show. Also email info at militarymakeover.tv. Um, bravo, my friend, and thank you for making our veterans smile and continue to support them as you so beautifully do. Montel Williams, the host of Military Makeover with Montel. Montel, thank you. Thank you so much, Rita. You have a great day. Stay safe. Thank you, Montel. And how great to have him here on our Support Our Heroes segment. And speaking of law enforcement, um, and we've been talking about the border, how important it is to secure the border. I always love reading your comments, by the way, all of you, too. And I was just looking just now um, on our Twitter, by the way. you got to follow me, at Rita Cosby on Twitter. Um, I often read your comments here on the show because I love hearing from all of you. And uh, Catherine Turk, uh, Catherine Trunk, actually, forgive me, uh, said uh, that governors and elected officials need to combine ranks and sue government entities and NGOs which ship illegal immigrants into the U.S. U.S. citizens never voted on a ballot proposition to permit trafficking of the illegals. It's unconstitutional. And citizens are not being represented from Catherine Turk, who messaged me here on Twitter again, at Rita Cosby. And also, Sharon Burnett also messaged me just now on Twitter, um, reminding me of another important story of why our security matters and our border security matters, as we've been talking about the border. Um, and again, Greg Abbott saying he's going to bring the National Guard because he says this is so important. We've got to have the military helping to secure our border with that Title 42 being lifted. And, of course, our men and women all over the world right now, they're over there in Poland. As we know, the 82nd Airborne, they're in a lot of those NATO countries that are surrounding and close to Ukraine and trying to keep the peace and protect us. Boy, our military men and women are really on important areas right now. Um, But this is an important story talking about our national security. You probably have seen the headlines about a number of individuals who posed as officers and employees of the U.S. government including representing members of federal law enforcement agencies. Uh, Sharon Burnett sending this to me on Twitter, and I'm glad that she reminded me of this because CBS News is reporting tonight that these men who were impersonating federal agents are being investigated for possible ties to Iranian intelligence. If this doesn't get dangerous, I don't know what does. They were impersonating themselves pretending to be part of federal agencies since February 2020. They actually duped actual federal officers into believing their disguise. Uh, Now, thank goodness, uh, they have actually honed in on these guys. But investigators say that they believe, according to CBS News, that two of the suspects have ties to the Iranian intelligence tied to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. I mean, you can't even make this up. How scary is this at a time where Iran right now definitely is an adversary of America, even though the Joe Biden administration is trying to cut a nuclear deal with them using Moscow. You can't make this up. Moscow is representing America in this deal because the Biden administration seems so desperate to do a nuclear deal But Iran has, of course, talked about wiping Israel off the face of the map, and they're definitely not wishing well on America. And now we're hearing from CBS in the last little bit that some of these people who are posing as federal agents in our country are being looked at for the possibility of having ties 
to the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Unit. And this comes at a time where the Biden administration is trying to open our southern border. We already have these guys posing, and they're already in America. And you're going to open up our southern border without checking for criminal background checks. There are reports that Russians are trying to come through the southern border as well. And other Iranians and Syrians have been apprehended. Uh, this You can't even make this up. This is so insane. one 800 Let's go to Michael, who's on line eight in Virginia Beach. Go ahead, Michael. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Uh, thank you so much uh, for tonight's discussion and for last night's discussion. You're what welcome. Wanna, You're welcome. What I want to know is uh, what will President Jack Keane do uh, with regard to the border situation? President Jack Keane. President, President Jack Keane, you're talking about General Jack Keane? No, President Jack Keane. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering what he will do if he wins Wait a minute. the White House. Wait, so what are you? The White House. I, well, you're saying because General Jack Keane, who we've had here on the show, I assume you're you're saying because he's very worried about what's happening in Ukraine. Um, you're saying what would he do if he's in? I'm trying to figure out your 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 crazy mind because it's working in all these eighty different directions here. All right, I'm not sure where you're going tonight, Michael, but are you saying that if he were president, how would he handle the border or how would he handle Ukraine? Which one? Uh, I'm, I'm talking about our border. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because he spoke in no indefinite terms last night about the Ukraine situation. We have yet to hear anywhere on any show in America and undefinite plan for dealing with the uh, three and a half decades of lawlessness on our border that has resulted in at least 50 million enemy forces living inside our country. What is a President Jack Keane going to do about that situation? I hope you will invite him back. I'll ask him that question. Actually, I'll ask him. But, you know, we had a taste of it. I mean, under President Trump, who talked about a border wall and he started the border wall. And he also had the remain in Mexico policy where they had to stay in Mexico till they were basically approved coming over. He had Title 42 he instituted to use it. He was trying to come up with anything he could to basically make sure that they could at least vet the folks coming over. So I would bet that General Jack Keane, who's agreed not everything with what Biden has said, would probably do that. That would be a refreshing start to at least vet people coming through the border. Um, So at least that would be a good one. Um, But, boy, I am really, really concerned, especially as we're talking about these revolutionary guards and all these other things. But, Michael, I always love your calls, and I appreciate hearing from everybody. Thank you very much. Let's go to Paul on line three. Paul, you're here on The Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts. Hello, Rita. Good to speak with you again. You too. You um, too. You too. I, I, and now uh, now that we know that it is President Biden and not General Jack Keane, but I, I appreciate it. It'd be interesting to hear what Jack Keane has to say about the border, too. So I'm definitely going to ask him. That was a good idea by Michael's part. So go ahead, Paul. Yeah, let's work with the president we have now. Exactly. Article, exactly. <laughs> Article 2, Section 1, Clause 8. The president takes the oath of office, he will faithfully execute the office of president of the United States and the best of his ability preserve, protect, and defend. Now, 
if you look at the uh, Customs and Border Patrol website, they have a long list of ineligible aliens. The president can't just disregard the law because he disagrees with it. He's sworn by his duty as the protector of the nation, the executive branch, to enforce laws. This is an impeachable offense. Well, and you can, and, and, and you bring up an interesting point because his job as the president of the United States, first and foremost, is the commander in chief and the sovereignty and the security of this country. And so it's, it is an interesting point. I'm not one of those people who sort of jumps on the, okay, impeach, 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 because it ain't going to happen. That's one thing, Paul. But it's a fair point to discuss why is the border open? Why is he doing that? It does, it doesn't make, any sense. And it doesn't make any sense that they haven't made any efforts. The reason that people will tell you, like a Ken Cuccinelli and Chad Wolf and other people, these are border folks from the Trump administration and elsewhere, will say that they firmly believe that it's just they want to bring these people into the country. They think they're going to vote Democrat. They think they're going to cater to their base, um, that that's what the base wants. That's why they say, because what other reason is it? Why else would you bring these people into the country, not vet them? And at a time where they're worried about COVID and other places of the country, they're asking for COVID money in their budget. And yet, the no COVID on the border, that's the one place there's no COVID. That, to me, is unbelievable, Paul. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody, after the break, talking about Ukraine's borders, talking about our borders, here on the Rita Cosby Show, one 800 848 You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. Listening to the Rita Cosby Show in honor of Michael from Virginia Beach, who is curious what a future president, maybe General Jack Keene, who hasn't even said he's running for president, by the way. Uh, but Michael was saying, well, what will Jack Keene do on the border? Um, I did interview General Jack Keene for our new podcast. And you guys can get this podcast. It's Red Apple Podcast. You can get them wherever you download your podcast. It's going to go up tomorrow, and I'm going to put it on my social media, at Rita Cosby. You can also get it on RitaCosbyOnline.com. And again, download it on any of the locations, wherever you get your podcast. I did a conversation with him about what he suggests about Ukraine's borders. And it was a powerful conversation. He didn't hold anything back. And this is in tribute to Michael from Virginia Beach. I always love your calls, guys. This is a little clip, a little preview of what he thinks of the situation on Ukraine's borders. This is General Jack Keene of Fox News saying that, boy, we're in trouble, guys, with Biden at the helm. Take a listen. What's your impressions ultimately to hear as my last question to you, General Keene, in terms of your thoughts about Zelensky and the Ukrainian people. It's been extraordinary to see their fight and to see what they have done. It really is. He's quite remarkable. He has stepped up as such a young man. It's easy, as many people have done, to include myself, compare him to Churchill, how he rallied the country. But what Churchill had and stated publicly, he had Roosevelt as a partner. And the United States was not in the war, but we had a Lend-Lease program giving them equipment. And 
Churchill has said many times, Roosevelt saved Britain by giving them all of that equipment they need to hold off the Germans. Uh, the United States was able to come into the war after Japan attacked the United States. That Roosevelt saved Britain. Well, Zelensky doesn't have a Roosevelt, Rita, unfortunately, in President Biden. He is no Roosevelt here. Do you think things would be different if it was President Trump still in office? Likely, yes. I don't think there would have been an invasion, to be frank about it. I think Putin would have been very concerned about what the reaction would be from President Trump, and I don't think he would have invaded. Wow. That's just a preview of our new edition of Protecting America. It's our new podcast that's going to go up again, and you can check it out tomorrow. We're going to put it up in the morning tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, rather. We put it up on Friday afternoons and go to at Rita Cosby, also Rita Cosby online. We'll put it up wherever you download your podcast. It's called Protecting America, and that is General Jack Keane. And according to Michael from Virginia Beach, who calls in, a future president, uh, General Jack Keane, but talking about what he says, and he says Biden is no Roosevelt, and he's not a Roosevelt on the border either, guys. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Karen on line four. Uh, Karen, your thoughts about Ukraine's borders and also our borders and the fact that Biden is no Roosevelt, according to General Jack Keane. In fact, I compare him. To, uh, he calls Putin a monster. He's a monster also in, in a different way. But at least Putin is more honest about it. Biden's doing everything sneaky, underhanded. Neither one of them cares for their country. Neither one of them cares for their citizens. Uh, they don't give a damn about uh, anything, but they're serving their own self-interest. I'm talking about Putin and Biden. Biden, to me, is just as bad as Putin. Wow. Wow. And by the way, by the way, obviously— uh, I make a distinction just because I think Putin is so horrible. He's uh, he's obviously a butcher, and what we've seen has happened with the war crimes is horrible. Uh, Biden, on the separate hand, Karen, I 1,000 I percent disagree with his policies, what he's been doing, especially as vis-a-vis the border and the way he handled Afghanistan, the way he's been handling Ukraine. Um, I think it's been a travesty. Um, your thoughts about that? to forget about it, what happened in Afghanistan. I feel sorry for those Americans that were still left over there. It's, it, it is. It's heartbreaking. Karen, thank you. I always love your calls. Thank you. Let's go to Alex in California on Line 7. Alex, your thoughts. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say the me- news media has been focused on the possibility of China helping Russia to evade the sanctions, but India has actually been helping Russia to evade economic sanctions since 2014 when they seized Crimea. Yeah, by the way, Alex, I'm glad you're bringing up India because, listen, they are, they're a great country in terms of a democracy. Um, but to your point, I really am disconcerted that they're still buying Russian oil to this day. They are funneling them. They're bringing in funds. And, Alex, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. But it's an important point. Why are they still buying Russian oil? Well, in part, because they need supply elsewhere. Our president made us not energy independent. 
but shame on India for doing that. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 